Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. You know, you're kind of the talk of the town. Oh, this is going to be good. I'm Michelle Majuk. And I'm Kate Majuk. And we're married. To each other. And this is the Ball Blast NFL Podcast. Each episode, we will feature the latest top news in the NFL and what it means for fantasy football, sports betting, and you, the NFL fan. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Ball Blast podcast. Another week in June, another week of limited NFL news, but nine teams did start mandatory mini camp this week on Tuesday. So maybe we'll get a little bit, just a little bit of news out of there that we can actually take and run with it. Yeah, every morning. So a lot of mornings, Michelle uh, has to do. Uh, this segment where she sends out like a news blast of of relevant stats for a piece of news. News you can use. It's news called. you could use, you could call it. But there's not a lot of new news you could use. No, right some now. mornings I just want to send there is no news you can use today. The end. Yeah. Apologies. But, but I'm not allowed to do that. No, you you always have to find something. But I I mean this is kind of like what we're doing. We're we're manufacturing things to talk about. So but I'm actually with that. like super pumped for today's episode. We are doing six bold predictions for the 2023 season. I'll pick my three. You're going to have your three. I love my three bold predictions. Like I actually like think they're going to happen now. Like I get that they're bold and that there's not a great chance of it happening. But like, since I dug in and I researched it, like I've talked myself into these, like actually happening. You've brainwashed like, yourself. Now I'm a hundred percent sure they're all going to happen. No, you're brainwashed. I'm a hundred percent sure they're going to happen. Brainwash. Okay. But like, I want to just jump right in because I have been very excited to say mine. We don't know each other's like, cause we no. didn't, we didn't want to know. Never heard of her. I will let you go first <laughs> with your first bold prediction. We could have the same. That would be pretty wild, but I'll let you go first with your first bold prediction for the 2023 season. What is it? Okay. But before we, we get to that, is there any news that our listeners could use Michelle? Is nope. there anything? No. Okay. Josh Jacobs is not at mandatory mini camp, but we expected that. They still have over a month to get a long-term there deal done. There is no way they get a long-term deal done. Well, is he going to hold out? Maybe. Okay. If you're the Raiders, why are you going to pay Josh Jacobs? You ran his body literally into the ground Well, the reason you would pay Josh Jacobs is because he had 50% of the team's touches last year, which was the most in the NFL, and nearly 80%. No, that's why you don't pay him. But I guess, but then who the hell is going to be your offense next year? Don't worry about it. Just like put your life's hands into Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't even have Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. Well, they miss, say he's supposed to be healthy. Well, Mr. Foot in, foot Injury? This Frank apparently. Who knows? This man. His body is made of glass. <laughs> um, okay, Michelle. I I'm feel gonna, like you're stalling. No, no, no. I'm not prediction. stalling. I'm not stalling. Uh, I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want a quarterback? Bold prediction. Do you want a wide receiver? Or do you want a tight end? Mm. It's like choose your own adventure. Let's start with the quarterback. Let's start with the quarterback. I, I feel like this is actually probably like... One of the spiciest but least spicy at the same time takes. Okay. 
Tua Tungavailoa, top five fantasy quarterback for the 2023 season. And that's not spicy. I I do think it's spicy, though, because uh, I feel so like when I'm uh, like, we're going to rank it like Thai food. You give it a five, you know, five points, like how spicy do you want your Thai food? And like you never want it to be five because you will die. I don't know who can eat five spice level Thai food. But they've you, never lived to report it. <laughs> your body is something extra special if you do. So that's what we'll rank the scale on now. I'm giving you a two spice for that. Wow. Okay. Because I actually, I thought this was going to be a spicy take because I do feel like when I'm scrolling the Twitterverse, like it doesn't feel like people are oh, actually projecting not, yeah. to, uh, to finish the season. Not and I do. Close. Well, not also, even if he does finish, no one has him even close to the top five so that i i, I want to hear i want to hear talk me into it okay top five quarterback in 2023 he was the qb 15 in 2022 despite missing four games was not himself in the second half of the season but in the first half of the season four top five weeks ranked 12th in passing yards eighth in passing touchdowns second in epa per drop back I'm projecting to as though he won't miss time. He had so much efficiency that you just loved. 8.9 yards per attempt that led all NFL quarterbacks, ranked third with a 105.5 NFL passer rating. Like, just absolutely dominated. And then you look at what he did on deep balls, and you look at the speed that they still have between Jalen Waddle, between Tyreek Hill on deep attempts. Led all quarterbacks with a fifty-two or fifty-seven percent adjusted completion rate on attempts of twenty or more yards, eighteen yards per attempt on deep pass attempts. That led the NFL by far. You're in fifth and pass. Tyree Kill, baby. yeah, like it just absolutely was insane. A hundred and twenty-four passer rating on deep pass attempts. That's wow. That's insane. Like, absolutely insane. And here's the thing, though. Like, they didn't improve the run game. They brought Jeff Wilson back. They brought Raheem Mostert back. Excuse me, Jeff Wilson. I, I, no, no. I appreciate all of these assets. Like, basically what You're not Miami, into Devin Achan? I like Devin Achan, but I don't think he's, like, he's not a guy you build your run game around. But let me ask you this question. There are rumors spreading like wildfire that Dalvin Cook is going to end up with Miami. Does this help to or hurt him when it comes to fantasy? I, like, Tua's production wasn't necessarily based on volume. So I, I don't think that hurts him whatsoever. Like, it, his production was based on efficiency, not not because he was throwing the ball 50 times per game. Like, it, I think he had one game where he maybe threw close to 50 attempts. Um, I don't have his, his actual game-by-game stats pulled up right now. But, like, Tua was what he was because of how efficient he was. And I don't think Dalvin cook is going to hurt his efficiency. Mm -hmm. I think adding in another element to the run game is only going to help that efficiency. Cause like you're telling me you have Dalvin cook in the backfield, you have Devin a chain, you have Tyree kill so Jalen Waddle. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Like you're building the fastest team literally in the human history of all teams you can't cover all of these people, which is why Tua is so efficient, and none of that has changed. Um, you look at like what he's doing this offseason, he has bulked up. He is looking thick. Thick. Like, thick. Okay. It was already too much with two. You did it three. Thick. 
no, no, no. So. He looked, but like for real, he put on like he put on some weight, and I don't think it was a bad thing necessarily. It's not like Tua wins because of his athleticism. Like that's not you're you're looking for him to win with his arm, right? Like you're not looking for him to win uh, with speedy, you know, avoidance of DBs in the secondary because nobody can catch him like a Lamar Jackson type. No, like. He's winning with his arm, and, it, like, I, I think only bulking up some of his frame is going to just help keep him healthy. But I, I don't think that if you're going to project him for a full season at this point, like, with the weapons that are in this offense, with what he already showed us, you know, with Mike McDaniel, like, how do you project any differently for Tua moving forward? I mean, I probably wouldn't predict top five, right? I could see him being top five because he had such a nice run last year before he got injured, and he should be in a lot of high-scoring games. I mean, Miami's defense isn't fantastic, and they play in the AFC, and they're going to have to play against a lot of good offenses and against the Bills twice and against Aaron Rodgers twice. So, like, they should have a lot of high-scoring games for sure, and as long as Tua stays healthy, he's going to be a steal in fantasy for sure because he's not People being dra- are scared. Yeah, he's not being drafted anywhere close to top five, and he could. Like, I would not be shocked if that's where he ended. So I agree with you that this could happen. Do I think it's likely? No. I think what I'm about then to why say don't I is get more a, likely. Then why don't I get, like, a three-spicy yeah, tie? About, because you're talking about Tua Tagovailoa. Like, you don't only get a two-spicy no matter what for that. Tua. Like, I could say like he's going to lead the league he's in the passing. Oh, he's not vanilla. He's vanilla. All right, I'm going with mine. I'm going to a running back. Tony Pollard will lead the NFL in scrimmage yards in 2023. <laughs> he will lead the NFL in scrimmage yards. Yes, they said it. So Zeke is gone. It is now Tony Pollard's team with Dallas. No team gave more scrimmage touches to their running backs than the Cowboys last season. Their running backs combined for 524 touches. Again, that was most in the league. They combined for the second most scrimmage yards, and Dallas running backs combined for 25 scrimmage touchdowns. That was second most in the NFL behind only Detroit because Jamal Williams went ham with those touchdowns. They have a new OC in time. Now, I, I like Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore? Kellen, Kellen Moore. Moore. And I don't necessarily know it's a great thing he's leaving, right? Like, he was a good OC, and now they have Brian Schottenheimer. We'll see how he does with the Cowboys. But he was the Seahawks offensive coordinator from 2018 to 2020. Chris Carson had the fifth most rushing yards and the sixth most scrimmage touches in the NFL during that span when he was OC. Only Zeke, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, CMC, and Alvin Kamara had more touches than Chris Carson during that three-year span. That's Chris Carson. I understand, like, he's a talented guy, but he's not as explosive and as talented as Tony Pollard is. Tony Pollard has averaged 5.7 yards per touch in his career, third most among 31 running backs with 500-plus touches since 2019, behind only Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey, who were just above him at 5.8 yards per touch. Again, Pollard was at 5.7. Austin Eckler and CMC are pretty freaking amazing, A, at fantasy and also at getting scrimmage yards. Like, they're typically always right at the top. Pollard's biggest issue in his career is he hasn't got enough touches because the Cowboys were paying Ezekiel Elliott one gazillion dollars and they were loyal to him and knew they had to feed him. I mean, if he's on your team, you have to give him playing time. Like he's been there. He's the vet. But Pollard. God, Zeke was so annoying. I know. (laughs) Pollard had 18 career games with 14 plus touches. 
Over those 18 games, he's accumulated 1,952 scrimmage yards. That's 108 yards per game and 15 scrimmage touchdowns. That's pretty much a season worth of games there. He's had six career games with 18-plus scrimmage touchdowns, averaged 120 yards per game, and scored five touchdowns over those six games. He had four career games with 20-plus touches, all came in 2022, averaged 121 yards per game, and scored three times over those four games. So his efficiency didn't go down whatsoever with more touches. It's just he hasn't had the chance yet. Pollard already had the 12th most scrimmage yards among running backs last year with 1,378, and that was with Zeke taking away 248 touches from him. There is no one on the team now to do that. Like, Ronald Jones is going to come in. Little tiny Deuce Vaughn, who's very speedy, yes, but he is tiny. Like, maybe he gets 60, 60 touches, right? Pollard is going to go off. If you give Pollard just 100 more touches from last year and give him that same average, he would have had 1,948 yards. I don't even mm-hmm. think this is a bold take. I think he's going to lead the league in scrimmage yards. What's your spice take on that? I'm probably going to give it a two. Like, only just, because I just I should ask you before I give my whole reasoning. No, like it, looking at at the splits, I, like with and without Zeke um, I, in the two games that Tony Pollard played without Zeke last year, averaged 123 rush yards per game, totaled four rushing touchdowns in those games. Like in those abs- two games in those two uh, two games. Yeah, like four. Uh, that's an average of two rushing touchdowns <laughs> per game. That's pretty pretty good. Um, average in those two games, uh, almost 28 PPR points. Like, just dominated. Like, Pollard's like, going to go high in fantasy blank. drafts this year, but I think wherever he goes, he's worth it because he's not going to go top five high. And I think he's going to be one of the best fantasy players this year. Now, and all, his health, like, all the reports come out saying his health is good. Like, he looks good. It, it was, was a broken bone. It, it was, was a like, broken bone. Yeah. That does not scare me as much as a ligament tear or something like that. Yeah. Like a broken bone, it heals, it's done. Like, that's it. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. And, I, I mean, even in terms of, you know, like, looking at that efficiency, like you mentioned, it wasn't like he, you know, saw a bunch of touches and then suddenly, like, you're just based on volume and not efficiency. Like, he didn't see – more than 22 carries in either of those two games that he played without Zeke and still posted so much production. Um, I, and I think like, just, this is a, this is a good team. This is a good offense, especially with Dak under center, uh, the addition of Brandon cooks. Like, I think this is going to be a really good offense. I want the running back on a really good offense. Cause they're probably going to be in scoring situations. Now the only question, so like we, we brought up Dalvin cook, we had to bring up Dalvin Cook for my take. Um, well, because there was report. There's a lot of reports saying there's Dalvin reports Cook can go that to Miami. There's reports, reports that Dalvin Cook uh, that Dallas has inquired. No, they no, no, no. no. Okay. That's not going to happen. Okay, if it happens, then yeah, this take gets blown to shreds right away. I think but. mine is spicier than yours, though. I think to a take is that Tony Pollard is going to lead the NFL in scrimmage yards. There's literally no factual evidence that's going to refute. Like, there's no, there's no information that I can give you to refute that. Okay. Well, so, like, I think my take is a little bit spicy. Whatever. Let's get into your second bold take. Let's see if it's spicier than your first one. And about someone more exciting than boring old Tua. <laughs> 
probably I don't think you're gonna like any of my bold takes to be honest. Okay. Uh, what are you looking for? A little wide receiver or some tight end? Let's action? start with wide receiver. Let's start with wide receiver. Tight Jerry, ends are always last. <laughs> Jerry Judy is a top 15 wide receiver in 2023. Woof. So top 15 in receiving yards or in fantasy? In fantasy. Okay. Um, which, like, to be fair, like, when you at, you know, I've done some dynasty research this offseason on the Denver Broncos, like what to expect from this team, who should you be buying, selling, et cetera. And when I pulled up Jerry Judy's stats, I was shocked at his production. Uh, had 68 catches on 100 targets last year, just barely missed the 1,000 receiving yard mark, 987 receiving yards, six touchdowns. I, like I think, you know, looking at the last – Three seasons in fantasy, the average wide receiver 15 scored 235 fantasy points. I think that's within range. Like Russell Wilson, he's not a stranger to wide receiver production. It was his first year in a new te- in a new team, a new city, um, new everything. But still, when you look at Jerry Judy's production, like he was, he was that guy for this team. His ranks among wide receivers last year with 15 or more targets. He had 6.1 yards after the catch per reception. That's tied for fifth among wide receivers. 2.18 yards per route run, 12th among wide receivers. 111 passer rating when targeted. That's 12th among receivers. 14 and a half yards per reception. That's tied for 14th among wide receivers. Like, all in all, like, for how bad this offense was and just how, it like, it just looks so disjointed. They weren't clicking. And, for this to be the kind of production you got out of Jerry Judy year one, when you know that he was like the top route runner in his class, he was one of the top receiving prospects in the 2022 class. Um, you have a new opportunity with Sean Payton coming in as head coach with your breeze. The majority of, of Sean Payton's career, that team ranked top five in past attempts, nine out of 15 seasons as head coach. And of course, like that, dynamic I think started to change towards the end of his career there you had an aging Drew Brees I think you saw improvements in the defense but like by and large generally speaking Sean Payton has been a pretty pass heavy coach and I think you're probably gonna maybe you know get something in the middle there maybe not maybe not top five but I I think we're gonna see some tendency towards the past. You have Javante Williams coming back from this terrible knee injury. Um, I don't think they're going to expect a ton out of the run game. I think they're going to try to piece it together. Feels like this is going to be Russell Wilson's year. Jerry Judy finished as a wide receiver 22 last year. Yeah, I know. That's why your wide receiver 15 is another two spice because you didn't even, you're not even bold enough to say wide receiver 10. Like wide receiver fifteen, that's still just like meh. Like Juju's like finished at wide receiver fifteen in bad years. It's just like, who cares about wide receiver fifteen? I mean, I do because I can probably draft him. As well, yeah, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a huge be value. Nice Is this a value podcast? Did, are we going with bold predictions or value podcasts for fantasy? I think both of my. I think I think I'm being very. <laughs> I think I'm being spicy, but I mean Jerry Judy like. He's still, like, what did you love about Jerry Judy? He was a great route runner. He had elite speed. He still has those qualities. And I think that. Remember how high I was on Cortland Sutton last summer? 
Well, you gotta, you gotta move on. <laughs> well, I mean, why is Jerry Judy gonna be good but not Cortland Sutton with Russell Wilson in a new offense with Sean Jerry, Payne? Jerry Judy was actually like pretty decent though last yeah. year. Like, would you, if I didn't read off these metrics to you, would you have guessed that he was actually kind of efficient last year? Like he performed among some of the yeah, top he was names hurt that for you're a while last year. That's his biggest issue. He needs to stay healthy. Needs to stay healthy, but I like I think all things considered, the you know year two for Russell Wilson. Let's hope it it continues to can't get worse, right? It can't get worse, and like Jerry Judy again, wide receiver twenty two had a twenty percent target share last season. Russell Wilson's first year, like I I do think he's the wide receiver one for this team, and I I don't know like if. 987 receiving yards and six touchdowns feels like a floor. Like I, I do think the ceiling could be that much higher. Like bet on Jerry Judy as a talent and enjoy the value. Cause I don't know. Maybe I'm not being spicy enough. No, top because, 12. Yeah. I think you got to go top 12 there. Cause you want to hear my spicy oh, next no. take. It's way spicy. Please yours. don't tell me it's Cortland Sutton's going to be a top no, 15. No, never, 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 never. Thank never. God. Justin Herbert will throw for 50 touchdowns. Oh my God. You are on drugs. 50 touchdowns. Is that a five spice? Yes. Only three quarterbacks what? have done this all time. It was Peyton Manning in 2013. Oh my God. Patrick Mahomes in 2018 and Tom Brady in 2007. So this would be this the fourth time ever a quarterback has done this. It is a bold take. And I am one that like I had Justin Herbert in fantasy in like every league last year. And he, it hurt to have him. It, it was not pretty. It wasn't. I, I want to be over him this year. Like I wanted to come in and just say, I, I can't draft him this year, but I think that would be a mistake just because of one down year of passing right, touchdowns. You keep, you're keeping him, I guess, in your keeper league. <sighs> We're going to talk about it here at the end, <laughs> but let's, let's talk through this, right? Herbert has 94 passing touchdowns through his first three seasons. That's the second most in NFL history and a player's first three seasons behind only Dan Marino, who had 98. So he had 31 in his rookie season, 38 in 2021, and that went all the way down to 25 in 2022. The reason was because he was highly inefficient with all of his pass attempts, only 3.6 pass touchdown percent, which was all the way down from 5.7 in 2021. The issue is Austin Eckler keeps stealing all of his goddamn touchdowns. Love me some Austin Eckler. I love him so much. I you love know him for Austin fantasy. Eckler ain't going nowhere. Honey. I know, I know, but I do think the pendulum has to swing a little bit. Austin Eckler, who's not even a big guy, right? He's this little dude. He has 25 rushing touchdowns over the last two years. That leads the NFL. He also leads the NFL in scrimmage touchdowns each of the last two years. Like, but the bigger issue is here. He keeps scoring rushing touchdowns and it just it felt like every time last year they got near the goal line like they would give the chance to Herbert to get in and then something stupid would happen and all of a sudden Austin Eckler scores a rushing touchdown it just it it can't keep being that unlucky for him so I do believe his touchdown percentage will go all the way back up again or it has to go up right so Herbert has the second most passing attempts in the NFL since he entered the league in 2020 behind only Tom Brady he had 672 attempts in 2021, 699 in 2022. 
when I'm talking about Brady, Mahomes, and Manning hitting this 50 touchdown number before in their careers, Brady did it in a season with 578 passing attempts. Mahomes did it with 580 attempts, and Manning had 659, so he was up there. Again, Herbert was at 672 and 699. Now there's a new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. He's coming up a lot in this podcast, apparently. But he's coming from Dallas now to the Chargers. Dallas scored the most points per game in the NFL over the last two seasons under Moore as offensive coordinator. Cowboys had the fifth most passing touchdowns over those two seasons. And Dak had the second highest percent of pass attempts go for passing touchdowns over those last two seasons as well behind only Joe Burrow. I think last year, a lot of it just had to do with health across the whole system, right? Herbert sustained a fractured rib cartilage late in week two. In those first two weeks, he had six passing touchdowns. The rest of the season, he had 19. (laughs) He had six in the first two weeks. And then from weeks three through 18, he had just 19. I think a lot of that had to do with the rib injury and apparently a hurt shoulder and his left shoulder that he had surgery with afterwards. We have no idea when that happened. But then you also had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams dealing with the like just nagging injury pretty much the whole season. Keenan Allen was dealing with the hamstring. Mike Williams was dealing with the ankle injury. They're, they should be back healthy. They played four games together last year where both of them played 50% of snaps. And how, my, just how many games. touchdowns did? Listen, listen. I want to talk about Herbert with both of them. A, the team went 4-0 when they both played 50% That's, of snaps. Doesn't mean he Herbert's threw for 50 touchdowns. completion percentage went extremely high up at 74%. His passing yards per attempt was way higher, nearly a one yard per attempt more than what he did without them. Now, he did not score too many passing touchdowns, only had three passing touchdowns in this game. But again, Austin Eckler had six rushing touchdowns during those four games. They were in scoring position a ton. It's just Austin Eckler took all of the scoring touchdowns. Like, Mm. that's what he was doing. And I I don't, I Mm -hmm. I think that changes. He has all the weapons in the world with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They just added Quentin Johnston in the first round. He's six foot four, 215 pounds. They still have Josh Palmer. They have Gerald Everett. They still have Austin Eckler. He can throw too. I'm calling it 50 passing touchdowns this year. Is that a five spice? Yes. Woo. I think you're out of your damn mind. Five spice. Okay. This is my question though, right? Because, uh, where Kate and I are in a keeper league. And I have to choose three keepers. Now I'm keeping Jonathan Taylor and Travis Kelsey for sure. Cause mm-hmm. it's a touchdown league and you really need that running back and that great tight end. It's just a huge advantage. But then I was thinking I'm going to let Justin Herbert go because he's been disappointing me and I'll keep Garrett Wilson. But now I might have to throw Garrett Wilson back in the pool and keep Justin Herbert. But You'll hear why I am concerned possibly on my last prediction, but I'll let you go. I'll let you go with your last prediction first. I like just in general, I want to say like, so my question, mm-hmm. um, like either you have to project Justin Herbert for an insane amount of pass attempts. No. Well, I'm projecting what he already has a ton. You can't project him for more than that. I'm projecting his efficiency and touchdown percentage goes up that's a very touchdown percentage is very up and down it's never it's hard to predict right and for one year it can be 5.2 the next it can be 8.0 it's going to have to be around 8.0 but that's the kind of years these guys randomly have right and it's I think 8.0 is just as likely as him having a 3.6 touchdown percentage last year that's so fluky for a guy as talented as Justin Herbert to have a 3.6 touchdown percentage it's one of the lowest in the league last year 
So 8% would be one of the highest, right? He would have to, so if, if we're projecting him to throw, let's say 675 times, mm-hmm. um, 2021 through, uh, 672 pass attempts, 2022 is 699, 675 feels pretty fair. Yep. Um, he would have to throw a 7.5% touchdown rate yep. over an entire season to throw 50 touchdowns. You're calling it. Yep. Lamar Jackson threw at 9% touchdown rate in 2019. Very different. Why? Because Lamar ja- like Lamar Jackson's efficiency has always been I mean, one Patrick, elevated but, because of the fact that he also has the run game one, to when Patrick Mahomes and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady had their 50 touchdown seasons, they were over 8%. That's what I mean. That's what it's going to have to be. You have to have a stupid high percent and a lot of luck and a lot of efficiency. I don't think an aging Keenan Allen plus a Mike Williams who can't stay healthy plus Quentin John Quentin Dropsy's Johnston. I can't talk. I like this is not the crew that I'm going to put around Justin Herbert in order to reach that milestone. I like. I think. Geno Smith feels more likely to throw 50 oh, touchdowns shush, than get out of here. Oh, get out of here. Phew. All right. Well, let's fight. Let's that's my fight. bold prediction. That's ridiculous. What's your third and last boring prediction? Oh my goodness. Kate, I see it now. Did you just try to pick three of the most boring players in the NFL? I thought I was doing good. <laughs> you really did do the value. You, no. Just say this out loud. Say your last prediction. You did a totally different podcast than I did. Maybe no, I thought it was this. a bold prediction. Okay, go ahead. Juwan Johnson will be the best tight end value in fantasy football. Say I didn't, it louder. Say it louder. Juwan Johnson will be the best tight end value in fantasy so you, football. You did best values in no, fantasy. No, I we didn't. Did two completely this is the first podcast. time I've said the word value. Leave okay. me alone. So that's Whatever. not even a bold prediction. What is Juwan Johnson going to do? Who cares? What's best value tight end mean? Uh, top seven. Ugh, fine. No one cares about the tight end seven in fantasy. You are so mean to me. Like at least do TJ Hawkinson will lead all tight ends in receiving yards. I almost did that. that yeah, but like fun. you're already drafting TJ Hawkinson high. So like, congratulations. It's not about like the value in fantasy. We're giving bold predictions for 2023. I think this is a bold prediction. Okay, Jawan Johnson. Talk How about like. It. I'm sorry. How many people are talking about Juwan Johnson right now? Talk about him. And I think he's going to be very, very productive for fantasy football. Whatever. Uh, I think he's going to be the tight end seven. So you don't think he's going to be that productive. Girl, if I could draft the tight end seven, I'm drafting the tight end seven. Like you miss out on one of the, on, you know, Mark Andrews on Travis Kelsey. Then yeah, I'm just kind of hoping for tight end seven. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Um, like, just saying. I I just feel the tight end seven this year was Tyler Higby. Woo! 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 Can't get better than that. Jawan Johnson was a tight end ten last year. <laughs> you have him moving up three spots. Okay, your you're being so mean. I thought I was. Okay. Okay. Just tell me about Jerome Johnson. Whatever. I don't even want to. Oh my goodness! Stop being a baby. Tell me. Among the forty-six quarterbacks <laughs> okay. with five hundred or more pass attempts since twenty nineteen, okay. what? Say it with enthusiasm. Among the forty-six quarterbacks with five hundred or more pass attempts since twenty nineteen, Derek Carr ranks fifth in tight end target rate. Fifth. 
-hmm. Like, dude loves his tight ends. Mm -hmm. Loves his tight ends. 25% target share to the tight end position. Has his highest passer rating when targeting the tight end position, 101.7. Now, Foster Moreau, TBD on his status, he's coming back. Um, just signed his contract with the Saints after being diagnosed with leukemia. Who knows what is in store for him? Um, Taysom Hill, uh, you might have heard of him. He's another tight end for the New Orleans Saints. Career high 22 targets, and that was back in 2019. Not a threat. I didn't even think about Foster Moreau back with Derek Carr. Yeah. I didn't it, even think about that. That the two. Yeah. It's a fun pairing. And like now you well, have no, John but. Gruden, who is. Uh, like coming back as like a quarterback consultant for Derek Carr. Like we already know Derek Carr loves the tight end position. We have John Gruden coming out who, you know, like executing John Gruden's offense was definitely Derek Carr's most successful point in his career. For sure. Definitely favored the tight end position. There were just three tight ends that scored more touchdowns than Juwan Johnson last year. It was Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Dalton Schultz among tight ends with 50 or more targets. Johnson had a 118 passer rating when targeted. That was fifth among tight ends. 1.39 yards per route run. That was tied for 13th fifth with 12.1 yards per reception. He played a lot out of the slot. Like I think he offers you literally everything you want in a tight end. He's probably going undrafted in your fantasy drafts, but I top seven tight end. Top seven. I think you need to go top five. Oh, that's really hard, though. I don't think you can do it. Okay. Well, I give that a one spice. You're so mean. He was tight on 10 last year. I give it a one spice. All right. You ready for my last one? Caitlin? Sure. Garrett Wilson will lead the NFL in receiving yards in 2023. You are nuts. This is my issue with having to decide between Herbert or Garrett Wilson. Because I I think both are going to be amazing. So Garrett Wilson, I have him leading the NFL in receiving yards. Yes, I do. Something Devontae Adams never did with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm calling for the first time a wide receiver just like leads the NFL, I guess, in receiving yards with Rodgers. But Wilson had 1,103 receiving yards last year in his rookie season. That was 15th in the NFL. But that was with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White. As his quarterbacks, no matter how the great Aaron, Mike White, no matter how Aaron Rodgers plays, he's going to be better than those three guys. Wilson had two games with 95 plus receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns last year. One was with Joe Flacco and the other was with Mike White. Like anytime he got away from Zach Wilson, it was just it was just a good thing. And he is a baller. He had six games with 90 plus receiving yards in his rookie season. That was the same amount of such games as A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase and Randy Moss had. In their rookie season, it was tied for the third most ever by a rookie. Only Justin Jefferson, Anquan Bolden, and Odell Beckham had more. So I guess it's tied for fourth most ever by a rookie. Justin Jefferson had seven games, and Garrett Wilson had six. I feel like we just don't compare them enough. I do think if you would have put Garrett Wilson in the same position Justin Jefferson would have been in to start his career with, like, a Kirk Cousins type quarterback, he would have had way crazier numbers. Now he already won offensive rookie of the year. So it worked out, but the jets had the six most passing attempts in the NFL last season with those quarterbacks, only 17th in completions due to those quarterbacks because they had a 
percent team completion percentage. That is so bad. Disgusting. <laughs> that is so bad. Yeah. Now, Matt LaFleur is gone. So who knows how often this team will pass, right? They passed a ton last year, which is surprising because, again, they had a bad quarterback and a great defense. So you wouldn't have thought they had that many pass attempts. But now they're going to Nathaniel Hackett. And it was ugly last year as a head coach with the Broncos, but he was a very good offensive coordinator with Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Adams, Devonta Adams, I was joking that he's never led the NFL in receiving yards with Rodgers, but he did lead the NFL in receiving yards per game in 2020. He just missed two games. That's why he didn't end up leading the NFL. And then was second in receiving yards in 2021, both with Rodgers and both with Nathaniel Hackett as offensive coordinator. I think Garrett Wilson is an exceptional talent. I think with a good quarterback, he is going to absolutely ball out. I'm not worried about Alan Lazard coming to down. Like he's by far the best receiving weapon in this offense. And I think Aaron Rodgers is smart enough to target that man. And I I could just see him leading the league. I will say out of my three, I think this is this would be the last one I would actually put a bet on because, you know, there's there's so many good wide receivers out there. I actually think this would probably be the first one I'd bet on. Oh, I'm betting on Tony Pollard. So that's, uh, yeah, maybe. Se- okay, fine. Second out of three. But uh, I think Garrett Wilson, he's going to go super high in fantasy drafts. I think it's going to be worth it. I think it's going to be worth it. We got spicy. Um, you got spicy. I got spicy. I guess. Um, you got, you found a lot of good values for people in their drafts. And that's very nice of you. You're so mean. <laughs> All right, that's it for today's show. Hit us up on Twitter. You can find me, Michelle, at Bob Blastum. Bob Blast, E-M. And you can follow me. Bye, y'all.